Hey everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly public relations podcast and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter, and me, Courtney Fogel. Grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, this episode of PR Hangover features a special guest from Blue Flame Thinking. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure, thank you. I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm happy you invited me. Yes. Uh, my name is Adam Rice, and I am the design director at Blue Flame Thinking. Cool. So what does your role at Blue Flame Thinking as the design director, what does that entail? <clears throat> what a good question. So that entails uh, a lot of aspects. So uh, I manage the design team over at Blue Flame. We have six very talented designers, and I help uh, set and lead the de- uh, design direction on Okay. All the projects within the agency, okay. most of the projects within the agency. What does Blue Flame yeah. Thinking do? So Blue Flame Thinking, we are an integrated agency uh, with expertise in financial and manufacturing brands in the B2B space. Okay. So with under in one roof, we have strategists, account managers, um, the creative team, which consists of designers. We've got writers and content creators, mm-hmm. uh, digital and social media experts and developers. <clears throat> so the, the type of work we produce, it's a mix of traditional and digital. Okay. Um, so traditional, we think about like product campaigns. We do a lot of product launches for um, our, our clients, direct marketing, design services, media planning, uh, user, user journey optimization, content marketing. We do video and photo shoots. So typically when we say traditional, uh, like we'll take the product campaign for an example. Okay. So when we talk about traditional, we'll do like a series of like... Um, print ads and then usually that stems off with like a point of purchase display within Mm -hmm. um, a store. We'll do uh, maybe a sales tool, all kinds of like brochures, print collateral, things like that. Um, But now as we evolve, you know, into 2018 beyond, we're starting to do a lot more digital, Mm -hmm. um, digital aspects. Our clients are coming to us with more digital requests such as like website development, application development. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do a lot of social media strategy and management, uh, data and analytical services we offer, which is okay. huge. Um, SEO and SEM services. And we also have some animation and interactive content that oh, we do cool. in house. Yeah. yeah. So we have some talented sort of uh, illustrators in the house. I so. bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, what is your background in design? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my background professionally, I come from professionally. I come from like smaller design, more traditional graphic design shops. Right? Okay. So, um, a lot of like a lot of those traditional um, deliverables I just mentioned, print, print design, mm-hmm. uh, a few digital things here and there, but a lot of like branding, a lot of branding background, okay. um, making brochures and collateral and print pieces, um, a lot of system work, a lot of literature pieces, things okay. like that. So as I have been at Blue Flame for like six years, and so going there, my, my world opened up and it became more of a collaboration between like advertising, marketing, design. So, okay. Um, it became more than just doing like brochures. It became 
Uh, like the behind the scenes and what goes into the brochures and why they work and stuff like that? Yeah, it just became a different way of thinking when you start throwing the word advertising around, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, it became a way to like speak more to, you have to speak differently to different people. There's mm-hmm. a different tone of voice for different audiences. Right. Um, the messaging needs to be unique and clear and differentiating. So, yeah. Uh, that's what I like about Blue Flame. It's a, it's a mix of a lot of different disciplines. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you talked about branding. Yeah. Um, what does branding mean to you? Well, to me, uh, branding is more than like your logo, a company's logo. Mm-hmm. Branding is more than uh, the company's website. It's more than how a company looks. Now, granted, of course, you want your company, your brand, if you will, to look great. Sure, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's got to look great. That always helps. But it's more It's more than that. It's um, a collection of experiences. A brand is a promise. Okay. A brand is a promise to consumers, customers, to people, mm-hmm. right? That you're always going to, like... Take, you know, be on time, taste great, work, last forever, whatever the brand promise mm-hmm. is, right? So, um, it, a brand is like a collection of all those experiences. Um, people have memories of drinking Coke when they're a little kid, so they right. bring all those emotional memories with them when they think about this brand. Um, Target's a great example today. Like people think that's a great logo, but really what they're doing is like they're injecting their great impressions and mm-hmm. um, of target brand into mm-hmm. that logo and they're giving it meaning themselves right so for an example I had a like furnace guy come over the other day to look at our furnace mm-hmm. so on his truck great logo but his oil leak his truck leaks oil <laughs> in, like in my driveway he, he tracks uh, mud into my house so mm, like good. so now I'm thinking like all oh, that brand that's not a good brand right, right? even though it's just like one guy mm-hmm. um, but so, that impression that first impression makes a difference yeah absolutely yeah 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 okay so is that your specialty or like your favorite aspect of your job branding or what would you say that would be um I have done that so it's a specialty but uh, hopefully I've grown my specialties mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope to think so so you know it's a two-part question so you asked me what I like one of my favorite parts about working. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what I love to do is collaborate with other people when we're starting to concept ideas. Okay. So it's a blue sky canvas, if you will, just getting together with uh, another writer, for an example, mm-hmm. and throwing around ideas and just mm-hmm. that excitement of what this campaign or project or whatever we're working on, what that can be. Mm-hmm. Um, usually ends up with a lot of laughter, right? We end yeah. up goofing around a lot, but just kind of like that's the creative process. We're just kind of like spitballing ideas, putting things on the wall um, to see what sticks, right? right and, yeah. um, working together to come up with a better solution. Um, you also asked me what my specialty is. Yes. So I want to blue flame, especially a lot of the, um, everyone kind of has like, their discipline, like mm-hmm. we have designers, but some of them can also illustrate, and some of them can also code. So I guess my extra skill is like I come from like a creative writing background, or at least I feel like I have a good creative ear. Okay. So whenever I, it helps me when I'm concepting, I can kind of write write um, creative headlines, if you will. Mm-hmm. 
So it helps me concept that way. And also, in this role, you have to be able to see the big picture mm -hmm. all the way down to the tiny detail. And so that's a skill that um, needs more, you can develop that skill, but mm -hmm. I think uh, a lot of people either have that or you don't. So some right. people are mired in the weeds all the time, mm -hmm. or, or some people are high level, but I constantly have to like bounce like high level to down in the weeds all the time. Okay. So hopefully that's a skill that yeah. I'm good at. Bring something extra yeah. to the table. That's right. For sure. So how do you make sure that your team's designs are on brand and represent like what the company is looking for? Yeah, that's a great question. So some of that is like easy to check off. Are we using the brand colors? Yes. Is the mm -hmm. logo in the location that it needs to be on this particular print ad? Yes. Are we using the fonts? Uh, yes. There's some of those like obvious boilerplate things that you can check off. Mm -hmm. This is definitely on brand because we're using the font. It's the color. Um, it, it's easier for us in-house at the agency to keep a keep um, keep a creative project or a project on brand, just being the brands, uh, the, the our clients' brand stewards. Mm -hmm. So where we where keeping things on brand comes into play is keeping the client on brand. So right. what happens is the client is so used to seeing their own stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. They see the same thing all the time. We've already used this picture. Um, let's, let's get a different one. Yeah, but you've only used it once and it, mm -hmm. it's got more legs than that. They're so used to seeing their own thing that we have to keep them on brand. Right. We have to help them stay on brand because they they kind of yeah. Yeah. They kind of get uh, bored of seeing their own stuff. Right. Um, they're used to seeing it all the time. So we have to help them stay on brand. Now you can stay on brand too per project because projects start with a creative brief that help mm -hmm. outline the objectives. So you can stay on brand that way because if you're off brand then it doesn't ladder up to the objective. So well this ad is off brand because it's doing X when we need it to say right. do A. Right. Um, but it's also, you know, it's a lot of things that go into it. A tone of voice, sometimes it's a gut check. Mm, would this client say that this way? Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's just kind of like a gut check. Okay. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so you have to like make sure that the personality aligns with what they've been putting out and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's okay. a great point. The personality, the tone of voice, the look, the feel, all that needs to come together. Mm -hmm. uh, you with know, each project. With each project. Each, like campaign or whatever Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what, do you have any examples of any projects that you've worked on for clients or what different kinds? I know you mentioned a few different things that you guys do. Um, do you have any examples of those? Um, sure. So currently, at any given time, we are like working on websites. Um, it's a if it's a fresh redesign for mm -hmm. a client, or we're kind of, or if we're kind of adding enhancements to an existing okay. website. Okay. Everything's not always a fresh start. Sometimes right. we're adding to or refreshing. Revamping yeah. Something like that. Uh, we currently have a few campaign digital campaigns where we're testing. Um, testing um, the content okay so we do a lot of a B testing so it's a lot of like the same it'll be like the same art mm -hmm. we'll come up with this the creative will be the same but we'll just test out messaging okay so that's interesting that's a 
fast ROI on that. Oh, this messaging got a lot of more hits because we said this versus right. this one. Uh, what else? We just did some showroom graphics. So a client has a training facility where they train their tradespeople. So we did a lot of like wall graphics for that. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, so that was kind of so it's a wide variety of things. It's a wide variety of things, okay. absolutely. Um, we do, a few of our clients have like an annual trade show, so we're always making mm -hmm. a lot of components for that, like um, like showroom graphics, mm -hmm. um, you know, big wall graphics, if you will, all the way down to like sales apps or touch screen displays. We're doing mm -hmm. touch, um, touch screen displays for our client right now. So we do, a, we have a large variety of, work that we do and so that's what keeps this um, career this job this field interesting is mm -hmm. the variety okay um, okay um, I know you mentioned the creative brief yeah and in my, one of my classes that I just had recently we were talking about how important the creative brief is because yeah. like everything goes off of that yeah um, do, do I guess does your does your team enjoy making the creative brief or because we were having my class was having a discussion about like oh it just seems like extra work to do but it's really important so it, it's absolutely important yeah. yeah so a lot of the briefs starts or the brief starts with um, working with the client to pull that information out of them mm -hmm. um, which depending on who you're working with they may not be able to give you all that information mm -hmm. but at least Hopefully, they can give you enough as a starting point. Right. right. So the more information, the more succinct, the more um, clear you can make your objectives and goals in that brief, the easier um, the rest of the project will, will mm -hmm. run. Right. It'll take the guesswork out. It'll mm -hmm. take some subjectivity of the designs out because in your brief it says it needs to have a blue background, okay. for an example, and then you make a green background then you can say oh that's wrong yeah right. it's the brief right right so it's a it's a way to hold the agency accountable but also the client accountable it's like it's like a a, a document that everyone's agreed upon like mm -hmm. this is the direction we're going to go mm -hmm. so as a project grows on things for a number of reasons can go sideways this way that way different people mm -hmm. coming in out of a project but at least you can always point back to the brief right it's um, like a roadmap. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so the better work, the better, more, more better work you can do up front to pave that roadmap, mm -hmm. it's going to make the rest of the project go more smooth. Ideally. Okay. Yeah. It rarely happens that way, but ideally, <laughs> at least it's something to ladder back to. Okay. Do you ever have clients that like say they want one thing done one way, but then they'll just change their mind and then you have to scratch it in, in totality or... Always, yeah. Always happens. Um, always happens, and it happens for a number of reasons. Some legitimate reasons. Um, some people just change their mind, or sometimes people just don't know what they want till we see it. You hear right. that a lot in this in this field. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I want till I see it. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes you just kind of got to make some things for people to react to. Mm -hmm. um, but people will do that all the time. Sometimes it's legit. Oh, this turns out our, pro our product doesn't do this anymore. It now does this. Okay, so we so can't you say. Just change yeah. it around a little bit. Yeah, um, but you're always, you know, the change is inevitable. Mm -hmm. You just kind of make it work the best you can, and 
control what you can on your end. Okay, makes sense. So I read your description, um, like your bio on the website, and it said that you um, like how art and words work together. So can we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, we sure can. Um, So I love, you know, I think probably my first love is like the written word, stories, um, stories, poems, books, the, the, the written word, um, is probably my first love, but then like design is a close second. Okay. So when those things come together, it creates, um, it, 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 if we're speaking design and marketing, it creates, they should work together to create clarity, mm-hmm. right? They should play off each other. Um, they should travel together. They, they create when they work together perfectly when they work together well they create a clarity of message mm-hmm. and they provide meaning um, to what you're trying to do or say or sell and so <clears throat> that's so important nowadays because you know that clarity message is so important because like the engagement ecosystem for today for brands is so mm-hmm. vast right there's social media there's websites there's right online reviews everywhere you go there's digital ads every jet travel mm-hmm. that follow you around right so it's so important nowadays you know those digital ads are so small too so you have to be clear right mm-hmm. you have to be clear um and be on on brand on message you have to be quick right everything's so lightning fast nowadays too right so but you know that's when words and pictures come together, you also want to inform and inspire people, right? You want to tell them about you or your product or what you do, your cause, but you also want to inspire them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, donate to this cause or buy my product or visit our website or do a thing, right? Mm-hmm. So when those words and pictures come together, they should create some excitement or um, make people laugh or right. do something. You want to inspire action. And so you do that through emotion, right? You want mm-hmm. people to like, you know, feel feel inspired to do something. Mm-hmm. Um, drive an action. And, you know, the best, we all like laughter. And so some of the best brands out there um, inspire people through laughter, right? Yeah. So. That's true. Yeah. Um, so how do you measure, I guess, like the ROI? Yeah, that's a great question. How do you measure success? Is of all each like in, like designer each thing that you that you put out for somebody? Yeah, that's a great question, and that's the linchpin of our like eight our business, right? Mm-hmm. How do you measure our ROI? How do you measure subjectivity? So pre internet, right? Pre uh, websites, pre digital ads, where you can absolutely measure ROI. You can measure the number of clicks this ad got in it versus the number of returns, mm-hmm. um, the number of forms people filled out. So each project will have its own um, unique success metric. During this campaign, we want to get 10 people to sign up. Mm-hmm. Okay, great, that's success, or however you want to measure it. Okay, so each thing is like an individualized, like what do you want out of it, like an objective that you want out of it, and then yeah, and then you go back and evaluate it. Exactly, okay. and then along those ways, you can, especially with like digital ads, for an example nowadays, you can tweak, like we talked about some of that testing. So mm-hmm. halfway through this campaign, this ad isn't getting any clicks, so let's do some A-B testing on 
the messaging, uh, the, mm-hmm. the button need to be lower right instead of upper left, for an example. So okay. um, there's so much flexibility with able to track our ROI nowadays mm-hmm. before like how do you measure success with like a billboard or how do you measure success with a print ad that's it gets a little harder to measure ROI that way mm-hmm. like, unless they specifically say like hey I saw this ad and it made me come here exactly exactly yeah. and you know all those have their place all those are still useful it's just you know with the internet we're able to actually like measure things measure yeah. yeah okay um, um do you have like profiles of your like defined publics that you're targeting for each ad like ha- or d- does somebody on your team do that or research people and yeah. stuff like that like demographics and yeah that's a great question not uh, not every pro- every project we have uh, like a persona mm-hmm. you know it depends on the scope of the project how how, a, how large of a deep dive we can go into those personas. Mm-hmm. So up front, our strategy people will develop a persona for our target audience mm-hmm. through, um, you know, through through online research or even doing like um, like focus groups, and focus stuff. groups, okay. yeah, or um, yeah, conducting interviews to help mm-hmm. build those personas and how we talk to them, what their pain points are, what they're looking for. Okay. Um, but yes, we should. Um, every project has an intended target audience, and depending on that project, we'll have more and more information about those people. Okay. Um, do the companies provide anything like that, or yeah, they do. Okay. Sometimes, sometimes, um, sometimes they task us with um, uncovering all that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they have some information they mm-hmm. should have some idea who their target audience is right that's where we come in a specialist strat you know strategist and help uncover even more okay um and cover more insights hey did you know your target audience they all drive this car mm-hmm. for example okay oh i didn't know that oh so so from that car if they sh- drive that car we can probably make some assumptions or do some research that tells us that they are they make x amount of money they live in these type of homes they okay. do this they do yeah. this so Okay. Um, yeah, it's scary how much you can uncover about people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and how you can target different people based on like their, like what they've searched in their history and stuff yeah. like that. Like how ads can come up when you visit a website or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was looking at some running shoes the other day, and now I'm being followed around by running shoe ads everywhere. Mm-hmm. Which, all right great because it relates to me mm-hmm. right okay that's fine I see you in the corner running shoe <laughs> blinking at me right yep. I'll get to you when I have time so you know the advertising some people you know shudder at that but it has but its it value I mean, absolutely yeah. so since we're on a college campus we're mm-hmm. doing a college uh, podcast um, let's talk about as young designers or young creatives or young people, but since we're, I head up the creative department, mm-hmm. we'll talk about young designers going out into the workplace. Sure. So what I, I do a lot of like portfolio reviews or even like young designers that we'll have throughout the years. I've seen young designers, um, when they come in, they'll um, take not take everything personally but everything becomes like their own personal project mm-hmm. um, you talked about branding so some of those younger designers we might have to 
steer them closer to like the brand standards right? mm-hmm. versus someone who's been working on uh, that particular brand for a long time. Right. Because they may think, oh, this brand needs to do this instead of this. Like, well, no, this is an established look and feel mm-hmm. for this brand. You know, now you're taking us off brand. We're talking about being off brand. Right. So, um, you know, we have a young designer right now is getting, um, she's getting used to like client feedback and um, not, you know, like don't take anything the client says personally. They're going to try to fit 400 words into a digital ad Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. We can put, we can fight that good fight, but at the end of the day, they just might do that and we just have to make it look and work the best we can. can, Yeah. Yeah. Um, So when I review portfolio books, I always try to make sure that uh, the person I'm interviewing or reviewing the work I'm reviewing that that designer can speak to everything, so everything has a reason. Every design has a decision, a consideration. Like there needs to be a reason why you did everything, not mm-hmm. because it looks cool, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, that never flies in the real world. Never right. flies with our clients, right? I can't say that to a client. Oh, because it looks cool. Right. They have. They want to know why. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So those okay. are just some things, that, you know, since you're like I mentioned, we're on a college campus, mm-hmm. people are going out into the workforce. Um, and to be like pro, like as a humans, as adults in, in the workforce is like to be proactive, do mm-hmm. things, right? Um, we like at Blue Flame, we like proactive people. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're very proactive yourself. We've, yeah, I try. <laughs> yeah, I know you take on a lot of things, so mm-hmm. we, you know, we like those type of people. Yeah, like a go-getter. Yeah. And I think something else that's important is somebody that can like start things on their own and like they don't have to wait for direction and stuff like. Because if you're just yeah. sitting there waiting for somebody to tell you what to do, yeah, it's not really gonna you're not gonna accomplish very much. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah that's a great point. Um, at least you know you know we're. At Blue Flame, we're a small agency, so we don't have time to do a lot of like hand-holding. Mm-hmm. We expect a certain like baseline if we were to hire like a junior designer, for an example. Um, your designs have to be, you know, to a certain level. That's just boilerplate, right? Mm-hmm. Software is never an issue with the younger crowd. They Everyone knows how to use the software. Right. And we know that you don't know a lot of things about these new clients you're working on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we want people who can just kind of get get up to speed fast or at least are want to learn, right? Yeah. Or have passion. That's important for us at Blue Flame is passion. We want okay. people to like want to come to work and want mm-hmm. to work on these things and want to learn. All the technical skills, you know, we'll, we'll get those up to speed, but um, yeah. we want people who want to do things. When you come up with something really like amazing that you know that your client's going to love it, is there excitement? Like do you feel accomplished and get very excited like when you're brainstorming or something like that absolutely absolutely uh you know it it starts with those you know i talk about those brainstorming or concepting ideas Mm -hmm. and it's always exciting to like oh man this is so cool Mm -hmm. um this is exactly what you know this client needs this is this does a lot of things for them and it's fun and so it's fun to present them and see them react to it yeah um and it's always nice to hear them say, I get it, mm-hmm. right? Or I like it. I, I like it yeah. or I get it. Um, when they say I get it, that means you did your job. And so 
with some of this, as you're taking a client through a presentation, there's some aspect where you shouldn't have to like explain everything. Mm-hmm. Like you need to explain your rationale and what you're doing and how you came up with this. But if you have to like explain something to that level of detail, that means your audience isn't going to get it then. Yeah, right. Yeah. They should be able to instantly, at like, some degree, get the idea. Mm-hmm. Right. You can explain your rationale, like why you know this thing's over here. Or we did this. Mm-hmm. You know, in blue for an example but so it's nice when they say I get it and then it's mm-hmm. nice to have a good client presentation and good feedback and it always like makes that yeah. hard that front end hard work like pay off I bet yeah cool. absolutely well thank you for coming out today and talking with me I feel like everybody's gonna learn a lot from this we have a lot of designers um, that like maybe they're a graphic design major with like a PR minor or a graphic design minor or digital, anything like that. We have a lot of people that are really interested in that. And then basically in all of our classes, we're taught to like kind of learn a little bit of everything. Yeah. So we all kind of dabble in Adobe or software and stuff like that. Yeah. Design and Illustrator and um, Photoshop and all of that. Yeah, that's that's great. When I came and did that um, or was it resume? Yeah, the resume. Resume review. Yeah. Everyone I met to had such a vast amount of skills, right? Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was great to hear that um, that people can wear many hats. Where you know, like I said, we're a, where I'm at, we're a smaller agency, and so we all our design team. I'll speak for the design team itself. We all wear many hats, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we all have various skills. We don't just do none of us do one little thing, right? And then just hand it off, right? Mm-hmm. We all do many things, so. Uh, it's nice to have a lot of skills and be well-rounded as a person yeah. too, in general. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks again. Well, thanks for having me out. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah.